Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Successful Woman Radio Show brought to you by WomenAboutBiz.net, empowering you with the tools and resources to start and grow your very own business. Hello, ladies. This is Trina Newby, your host and business success coach, broadcasting to you live this Monday, November 25th, 2019, and as always, bringing you inspiration, motivation, and ways to make your business, your dreams, and your ideas, guess what, a huge success. I'm so excited about today's show. Of course, this month of November has been all about grateful for being in business, right? This is the month of Thanksgiving, of course, a tradition for generations has been to be thankful for the harvest, uh, that we have food on our table, food to feed our children, food to feed others. And so it's just in general a time that we come together, especially here in America, to be as so thankful for all that God has given us and especially for the nourishment, for the food, for the harvest. And so with that said, of course, every November, we do the theme of being grateful. And so uh, grateful for being in business is definitely something that we should be just elated about, right? Because not everybody has been given the gift of business. And that's something that I think we all should really just take a deep breath and really recognize that God did not have to give us the gift of business. He didn't have to inspire us with vision. He didn't have to give us the idea that and the desire to want more outside of that nine to five. He could have just said, okay, well, you seem to be a person that just would be good for the nine to five and nothing more, and you don't have to be in business. You don't have to have those dreams and goals, but he didn't. And so, again, for all of us who have been blessed with the gift of business, this is something that we can't take for granted but it is something that we should be grateful for every single day. Now, with that said, I don't want to put a cloud over having a nine-to-five job because I think that is a beautiful thing as well. And also, there have been many people that have been able to accumulate wealth through the nine-to-five system, and there have been people who have retired and are living off of a really wonderful retirement plan, right? But unfortunately, for most of Americans, that is not the case. Uh, As a matter of fact, the average amount of time for people to hold on to a job right now is about 2.5 years, whereas it wasn't a big deal for people to get a job and know that that's where they would be for like the next 15 years, the next 20 years, the next 30 years. It is not the case now. As a matter of fact, I was listening to someone talking about millennials and the attitudes of most millennials, and they were talking about the fact that most millennials don't have an issue with moving from job to job. Many of them uh, who are now graduating from college, they have, many of them have master's degrees. They aren't really concerned with 
the same things that the baby boomers were concerned with or the Y generation was concerned with. They are more interested in life fulfillment. And why not, right? Because that's what we have that's what we have trained them. That's what we have been evolving into all of this time is life involvement, life enrichment. And so they are the generation that's saying, we want that now. Why, why is it that we have to work 30 years before we experience a wonderful lifestyle? Why can't we travel now? Why can't we do the things that we want to do now? And so millennials are pushing us to a whole new level. As a matter of fact, as millennials get older and we have millennials in the Congress, millennials in the Senate, I think we're going to start seeing a whole lot of changes as far as the workplace is concerned. We may even start adopting a lot of new workforce uh, rules that other countries are beginning to take a look at, like, you know, only working Tuesdays, Tuesdays through Thursdays or Mondays through Thursdays and Fridays through Sundays are uh, you know, a much longer weekend, you know. And so, again, I think the thing that we all need to be mindful of is that we are now living in a time where we have a choice what we want to do. And certainly those of us who have chosen the world of business, we are blessed for being able to have that choice. And so with that said, today we're going to be talking about grateful for follow-up because we talked about grateful for action last week, and I talked about why it was important that we have action, why action is a key component to not only your whole entire belief system, but it's necessary in order for you to move to the next level. So today we are talking about grateful for the power of follow-up, and again, I will be going over some things that you need to know to develop a good follow-up system because it doesn't make any sense to take action to start getting some results, to start getting some um, leads coming in, and then there is no follow-up in place so that nothing will fall through the cracks. So we're going to be talking about that a little bit later on. And then I have a huge surprise for you all. I'm so very, very excited. We are doing a Women Making It Happen segment today, and I have someone who is going to be interviewed that is most special to me. I felt like I knew her all of my life when I first met her. And since then, I just consider her one of my sisters. And I'm talking about no other than Diana Lynn Burr. Diana is um, a school teacher of 30-plus years. She is a sports coach. She knows she knows that basketball, right? And she has been a player, a basketball player, uh, both on the high school and collegiate level herself. And she has helped many youth uh, to overcome their fear of, of playing and their fear of uh, becoming successful in the sports world. Uh, and then on top of that, she is an entrepreneur. She's an author. She has a beautiful book of poetry, can write poems like you would not absolutely believe, right? And so Diana is going to be with us doing our Women Make it, Making It Happen segment where we will get up close and personal, and she will share with you her love and passion for being in business. So, again, you know, later in the show today, uh, we will have Diana Lynn Bird. But right now, I want you guys to all 
just think about some things, uh, these, these two things specifically for today's show, okay? Number one is, am I ready to take my business to the next level? That is a question that we have to, as businesswomen, we have to ask that question of ourselves. Am I ready to take my business to the next level? What does next level mean? It means that you want to take your business to another position of money-making revenue from where you are right now. If you're if you're doing two thousand a month, you want to do five thousand a month. If you're doing five thousand a month, you want to take it to the next level and do ten thousand a month. If you're doing a hundred thousand dollars a year, you want to go to a quarter of a million dollars a year. And in each of these phases that you take yourself to this next level. You have to be mentally ready for that or else it just will not happen. And so one of the things that I tell a lot of my clients is that if you, for example, if you um, did not accomplish many of your goals this year or if you found yourself procrastinating or if you found yourself not being in a place in business where you feel that you should have been, The first thing you have to understand is that success in business has everything to do with leadership and mindset. And so it could have been, right, most likely, it could have been that mentally you were not yet prepared to take your business as a CEO. You were not yet prepared to take your business to that next level. So, that leads me to the five questions of leadership and authority that we we discuss, right? I read them every Monday because they are that important, and I need for them to be that important to you um, simply because these questions, when you ask them of yourself, they cause you to have to go and seek the answers, and the answers that you come up with are supposed to lead you to taking action, to making changes in your business. So what I want to do is I want to go ahead and read the five questions of leadership and authority. But as I read them, I want you to just be jotting down some notes about where are you at within this question? You know, what what other questions can stem from that, the questions that I read that can help you to take better action as the leader for your business? These questions were designed to help you set a foundation as the CEO leader of your company, right? Because each company is different. Therefore, you have to customize what it is that your particular business needs. So let's go ahead and get started with the five questions of leadership and authority. Question number one. Am I clear on my role as CEO of my company? Again, am I clear on my role as CEO of my company? Clarity is something that you cannot do without. When In any business that you start, in any project that you start, anything that you are trying to accomplish, even the smallest of tasks, Clarity is always needed, and one of the things that's going to give you clarity as the CEO of your business is to really know what's expected of you, what's your role, and nobody else can write that for you. You have to write it, and so when you ask yourself, am I clear on my role as the CEO of my company, this means that you already have a written 
position description, right, of what you're responsible for as the CEO of your company. You already have it written down. And then here's question number two. What are my business priorities? Again, something that gives you even more clarity. You know, it's not uncommon for a businesswoman to start her week out every single week. She does the same thing over and over, which is she just starts doing something without really having purpose, direction, or clarity as to what she should be doing. So here's here's something that I want you ladies to truly understand. Many of you who are longtime listeners know that I have, I recommend to you that every Sunday evening it's important for you to really survey your calendar, to review your calendar, to look at not just look at it, but to look at the tasks that are and activities that are scheduled on your calendar. But here's why. It's because you're supposed to be identifying what are your goals. Every single Friday, something should be accomplished. You should be able to have measured and know that you should have accomplished something by that weekend, which is normally for most of us on a Friday, right? So normally the accomplishment should have a lot to do with your sales, your marketing, your lead generation. That it should have something to do with those things. And so you have to ask yourself, what is it that I want to see happen by Friday? Do I need two new clients, three new clients, ten new clients? What is it that I need? And when you ask that question, that is going to spark a lot of to-do items because in order for you to, to accomplish that goal, whatever you're seeking, you have to have tasks to support that. And it's those tasks that are going to help you to take action. Remember we talked about last Monday being grateful for the power of action. So those tasks are going to help you to take action on what it is that needs to happen so that you can see your goals accomplished. Now, the one thing that I do want you to know and understand and in in really getting to understand strategic planning, because every businesswoman needs to become a master of strategically planning out her business, okay? Most strategic plans should be done on an annual basis for small business, but it's not unusual for large companies to do it quarterly, okay? So when you are strategically planning, you really should strategically plan for the year. And then whatever your yearly goals are, whatever you want to experience or see accomplished by year in, then you should be able to break that down into months, right? You should be able to prioritize those goals that you set for the year, prioritize which ones are most important um, to the last one that should be accomplished. And then you're going to break it down into quarters and then break it down into months as far as what the tasks and different things that should be happening. So therefore, every month there should be a list of goals that should be accomplished that are contributing towards the annual larger goals, right? And inside of those goals, money always has to be a part of that, right? You always have to put first and foremost marketing, sales, and and lead generation. Those three things are most important when you're talking about being in business, especially for most of you who are solo entrepreneurs. So you have to know what your business priorities are. So this question, when you ask yourself, what are my priorities, you really need to be thinking from a goal standpoint. 
And you need to know and understand what your annual goals are so that you can then break it down by quarter, by month, by week, and then every day you should be doing tasks that lead up to the goals that should be done by weekend. So, again, I'm saying this because a lot of times we don't think far enough out of the box. Now, if thinking out a year is just too much for you and you really haven't been planning in that manner, then you need to start where you are. That means that you really need to ask yourself, what do I want to happen the next 90 days in my business, right? And then after you answer the goals that, you know, these are the things that I want to accomplish within the next 90 days, then, then what I need you to do is I need you to break it down by month, okay? What are the tasks that need to be accomplished by that each month to help you accomplish those goals? And then you break those tasks down on a timeline for um, week, and then the weeks are going to help you to know what you need to be doing daily, okay? I really don't recommend you going below that 90-day that 90-day planning period. But again, I want to make sure that I'm, I'm clarifying and that I'm explaining to you correctly that annual is what you really want to do. As you guys know, I've been talking about since July. It's time, you know, August and September is the time for you to start strategically planning for the new year and setting up your annual goals. So again, all of these things that I'm telling you are going to help you with figuring out your business priorities, which are key. And then number three in the five questions of leadership and authority is, do I have a bird's eye view of the following areas? And, again, a bird's eye view is that you should be able to have, like, a one-page document, or you should be able to look at your monthly view, calendar view, or you should be able to look at your planner, whatever system that you have developed, you should be able to look at that and you should be able to have a bird's eye view of the most important things in your business. And you guys know sales and marketing should represent one of the largest pieces of the pie of any activities that you are doing. But some of the other follow-up areas, uh, it do include the fo- uh, it includes follow-up. It includes not only sales and marketing, but it also includes social media. It includes promotion, lead generation. All of these things are very, very key that you should have a bird's eye view on. As a matter of fact, as the CEO, the bird's eye view is extremely important. And one of the things that are going to help you to have even a better bird's eye view is if you ask yourself, what reports can I come up with? Okay, you're not just trying to come up with them for the sake of doing a report. But what reports or what Excel spreadsheet or what spreadsheet can I create that is going to help me keep up with my daily activities so that I can measure my effectiveness in my business, right? What reports? And if you have someone else that's working for you or a virtual assistant or a project manager or you have someone else that is assisting you in your business, you need to also have them have reports that they are responsible for turning into you so that you can have that bird's eye view, okay? Very, very key. Number four, this, this number four in the five questions of leadership and authority is very key. Am I allowing my power team to work for me in helping to execute my daily workflow. I think a power team is probably one of the most important aspects of anyone 
who's trying to take their business to the next level. The reason being is that, of course, I, I had to learn it the hard way, and many of you are learning it the hard way, and some of you realized it from the beginning, but you cannot generate a six-figure-plus income by yourself. You're going to have to leverage the talent and potential of other people. Is it possible to generate a six-figure, seven-figure income with nobody helping you at all behind the scenes? It's possible, but I'm going to tell you this. You won't have a life. You won't have a fulfilled life, I should say that. And you you will never be able to enjoy the money that you're making because you won't have time. And what happens is that that creates poor habits that leads to not only dissatisfaction, but it leads to a very, uh, let's say, a very numb existence because you you lose all you lose you lose all uh, clarity, you lose all focus on what you were doing it for in the first place. Okay, so the secret, the whole secret, ladies, to making things happen, seeing things done in a timely manner. Um, moving your business along faster. The whole secret is to be able to leverage the talent and potential of other people by creating a power team of individuals who can shorten your learning curve and push you forward faster, faster than you ever imagined because they are using their expertise to get it done and you're not having to know all of that. So therefore, you can do what you do best, which is continue to be the visionary, continue to lead, continue to drive. Now, some of you may feel that, you know what, I've never had to be in a leadership role. I've never had to be in a supervisory role before. And so, therefore, I have a tendency to allow things myself to fall through the cracks, or I don't necessarily know how to delegate to others. This is something, if you know that, then it's something that you will need someone to help you with. And, of course, I'm always extending to you to go ahead and schedule a, a complimentary power talk session with me um, so that we can discuss your challenges, so that we can talk about how to get you to that next level, right? But it's not going to happen by osmosis. It's going to happen when you take action. And the one thing i like all of you to know, when I, when I recommend that you guys schedule that power talk with me, this is something that I learned that a lot of women, women have a tendency to do, is instead of scheduling the power talk, many of you will feel that you've got to be perfect or that you have to have a lot of things put in place before you actually speak with me. And that couldn't be further from the truth because, listen, if, if, if you had everything put together and put in place before you talked to me, what, then what would be the purpose of you really needing to talk to a coach? And as a result, many women have shared with me who are scheduling power talks, many of them have shared with me, oh, <clears throat> I heard you two years ago on the radio show talk about scheduling a power talk. Or I heard you just three months ago talk about it, but I felt like I needed to get myself together. I needed to put everything together. That is the wrong way to think, okay? You see a coach when you have challenges or when you want to move yourself to the next level and and when you're not put together so that they can help you put it together, right? Um, if that's the whole problem altogether, then why why are you trying to fix what you know you need help with when you know you're not going to be able to fix it? 
So not alone until you strengthen those skills, right? So this is why coaching is so incredible. So I use a coach. I'm in mastermind groups. I'm continuously putting myself out there, continuously learning, and I recommend that you do the same. So I do want to encourage you that if you have not scheduled a power talk, we do have a few power talk sessions available. Now, this is for those of you who have not had a power talk session with me before. As you know, a power talk session is a complimentary uh, 45-minute session where I work with you um, on your challenges or work with you um, in brainstorming to come up with new ideas to grow your business. And so, again, if you have not had your power talk, this is just such a great time to go ahead and get one scheduled. Now, as a side note, I want to let you know, power talks are not available for the month of December, okay? So as a result, we only have space probably for about five to seven more people to schedule their power talks before the month of November is out. I think I also have the first week of December available, but only for those people who schedule now. So again. For about, the, I would say, three and a half weeks of December, I will not be available for Power Talks. And so that's going to push you into the next year. So if you want to really see some results or you really want to get started with strategic planning now, you haven't done so, you want to discuss your challenges, you want to brainstorm some ideas, I highly encourage you to go ahead and schedule your Power Talk now. Now, listen, you can do that quickly and easily by going to womenaboutbiz.net, and when you get to womenaboutbiz.net, that's womenaboutbiz, B-I-Z as in zebra, when you get there, right on the home screen, it says free coaching session just for you. Click in the second paragraph, the second sentence, click here to schedule now is the text link for you to, to click. Okay, go ahead and do that and get yourself scheduled as soon as possible. Take advantage of that. And, you know, that's the one thing that I'm learning, too, is that as businesswomen, sometimes we're not, we are not where we need to be in our minds to take advantage of things quickly. Why is it taking us so long to, to take action on something that has been offered to us as a gift. We need to grab hold of it, and we need to take action and make that happen. Okay, so the last thing we left off on is in the five questions of leadership authority was, uh, am I allowing my power team to work for me? I told you, you know, how important that power team is. Lastly, number five is the biggest question that's so important is that do I have a delegation system in place to activate my power team? And, of course, a delegation system is something that you have, you have a rule for how you delegate, for how you push things out. If you don't have a description, if you don't have measurement, accountability, all of those things set in delegating, then you're going to make a huge mistake and advocate. And advocation means that you just give it up without any follow-up without any accountability in place, and as a result, you will have more of the same old thing, which is nothing being done, and you will find yourself at the end of the year in a vicious cycle revisiting the same thing, no money in the bank, not what you wanted. And so let's stop playing that game. Let's stop rehashing that, and let's look at these five questions of leadership and authority and take them seriously. If you ask these questions of yourself as often as you need to, 
Wow, it can change your whole business life, right? It can. It can really push you to the next level of leadership, and that's exactly what they are supposed to do. So make sure that that happens. Hey, coming up, I've got no other than Diana Lynn Bird. I'm so excited that she's on the show and she will be interviewed today. Very, very excited about that. And uh, she's going to be with us during our Women Making It Happen session. And I am excited because Diana has such a beautiful spirit. She's a woman of God, and she's an entrepreneur. She's an author writes incredible poems, and so you're going to hear from her, uh, her opinion of entrepreneurism and what she's doing in business. So, so excited that we'll be talking to her shortly. But right now, I want to go ahead and I want to read an excerpt to you from the book, Letting Go of Your Bananas by Dr. Daniel T. Druven. Now, as you know, I have recommended that this is a book that should automatically be in your success library. There is just, this book is like hands down a number one book that should be in your success library. It's a short read, but it is chock full of wisdom. So I'll be reading from what the author calls Key 9 or Chapter 9 that we are used to, Make Greatness Your Destiny. Again, Make Greatness Your Destiny. He says, I believe that each of us is born with the potential to achieve greatness during our lives. Greatness is your destiny if you are prepared to appreciate that short-term greatness or a lifetime of greatness is a matter of seeking and believing. You never really know what your personal potential for greatness is until you accept the fact that we all live in a world of limitless opportunities. Did you, you ladies hear that, right? We all live in a world of limitless opportunities. The author goes on to say the fact that you may not be able to see those opportunities from where you are in your life right now does not diminish the fact that they are there. You just have to seek and believe. Belief is a powerful tool, he says. Holding the belief that you are preordained for a life without barriers or bananas is the foundation upon which you can alter each day of your life and build for a better future. However, merely wanting a better existence is not enough. If wanting were all it took, each of us would have all that we aspire to and desire to possess. Desire is the beginning, he says. Creating is the essential. It's what we create that frees us to accomplish more. It's what we believe we deserve that allows us the freedom to engage our most powerful possession, our thoughts. He goes on to say, believe that there is a better life for you sets you free to use your imagination. And at that very moment, you are willing to imagine greatness for yourself. You are on your way to a life without limits. I have always said that all achievement in life begins with the question, what's possible for me? When you start asking yourself questions about your possibilities, you begin the process of letting your imagination run free. He says our imagination always exists in image form. Imagination literally means our images in action. 
Seeing yourself fulfilling your destiny for greatness begins with your willingness and ability to visualize a better future and believing you are worthy and deserving of that better future. That's how you move one giant step closer to your personal potential. Remember, he says, you were designed for greatness. Believe that with all of your heart and soul, and you will be amazed at all of the wonderful people and situations that will appear in your life almost as if by magic. Opportunities to create a better destiny exist all around us every single day. All we have to do is open our eyes to what's possible and increase our power of awareness. The more you look for opportunities, the more you will find them. Recently, after 10 very demanding days of business travel, he says, I was on the final leg of my trip home. The airplane was oversold, and when the flight attendant asked if there was anyone who wanted to give up his or her seat for another person and receive compensation from the airline, nobody volunteered. However, when the flight attendant made her second announcement looking for a volunteer, she mentioned that the seat was for a soldier on, on weekend leave who needed to get home to see his family. People volunteered by the bundle. During that moment of kindness and concern for another person, an individual may have fulfilled his or her destiny and achieved greatness. As a boy, he says, I spent many summers at the Catskill Mountains in upstate New York. I love to go fishing and would do so every opportunity. But before I could head down to Bailey's Lake, I had to find some worms. Without a bait store or the money to buy bait, even if there was one, I had to dig for my own worms. Eventually, he says, I learned that if I looked under enough rocks, especially after it rained, worms were abundant. I learned some valuable lifelong lessons looking for worms. Number one, if you really want something badly enough, you may have to look under some rocks to find what you want. A big part of experiencing and enjoying greatness is finding and acting on opportunities when they are presented. Number two, achievement usually requires sacrifice. If you want something, you must be prepared to pay a price, and the price you pay may be steep and come in many forms. I said greatness is your destiny. I never said that achieving greatness was always fast, easy, or convenient. And he said, I remember when actor Christopher Reeve died, famous for playing the role of Superman with, with numerous other accomplishments in show business, he was destined for greatness. I believe it. Almost completely paralyzed as a result of a horseback riding accident, he endured years of painful rehabilitation and managed a remarkable recovery beyond most expectations. He spent nine years wheelchair-bound, and during those nine years, he continued to direct films and became a spokesperson for stem cell research and a powerful advocate and fundraiser for research that hopefully will someday help others recover from spinal cord injuries. I assure you that as a young man, or for that matter, the day before his accident, he never imagined that his greatness might come as the unintended result of a rotten situation life handed him. I guarantee that there have been times in your life when something happened to you that left you totally baffled. I call it a two-by-four event. Life is strolling along smoothly, and all of a sudden, from out of nowhere, we feel as if we were hit in the back of the head by a large piece of lumber. When those events occur, 
you have some choices. You can either be smothered by the situation, in which case you become of little use to yourself or anyone else around you, or you can look beyond the obvious situation and seek the opportunity to grow as a person. Wow. Is that powerful or what, ladies? How powerful is that? That is just so super key. You see, because a lot of the time when, when crazy things happen in life, we allow it to smother us to the point where we can't really see the lessons and so that we can thrive and live and bless the lives of others. And so, again, I want you to think about letting go of your bananas and how important that really is. It is 12.36 after the hour. Coming up, we're getting ready to interview Diana Lambert. So excited to have her here with us today. Um, She is someone that I totally admire and respect. And I call her my sister because from the time I met her, I felt like I always knew her, just a beautiful spirit and a woman of God. And so I just want to, at this time, just read to you a little bit about who she is and what she does, okay? So Diana is one of those people that lives live for an abundant life, right? You know, she has a beautiful website. Uh, DianaLynnBird.com, where she says living a better life to her is all about being the best version of yourself each day. And she says we must set our goals high because setting goals is the first step in turning the invisible to the visible. Is that powerful or what? And that is what she says she calls faith, turning the invisible into the visible. And so she encourages other people to live a better life, and she does that in many ways. And you're going to learn a little bit about who she is in just a few minutes. And, again, I'm just so excited that she is with us today. So before we get to Diana, I want to just remind all of you to go ahead and get your notepad out because this woman of God is going to be blessing us today uh, with, you know, how she got started, why she's in business, and what she has been doing. And so, again, I'm just very, very grateful to her that she's going to be on the show today, and I want you guys to, to really glean from what she is sharing and what she is saying. So it's going to be so important for you to go out, uh, go get your pen and your notepad. And by the way, ladies, it's not too late to go ahead and share the show today with someone that you know needs encouragement, needs motivation. Have them to dial into 347-637-2589. Again, 347-637-2589. If you're on your phone, just flash over. Call one person and say, hey, listen, girl, get on the line. Successful Woman Radio is live on the air, and I know it's going to be something good for you on there. If you are listening from your desktop computer or your smart device, then, you know, just hit your your favorite social media platform and say, hey, listen to Successful Woman Radio with me. Dial in now, 347 637 2589. You'll be very surprised at the number of people that see even quick messages that you actually post and put out there. 
So without further ado, I want to go ahead and bring, again bring on Diana Lindbergh, who is an entrepreneur. She's an author. She's a motivational speaker. Um, she also has blessed the lives of many people through her sports coaching. She's helped many youth to overcome fear of playing sports. Uh, just This is just an incredible lady. Diana, you are live on the air. Are you there with me? Let's see, can we bring her on? I thought I had brought her on. Let's see here. Okay. Can you hear me? Diana, you are live on the air. Yes, I can hear you, my sister. How are you? <laughs> I am doing perfect, perfect. Good afternoon, everyone. Wow, it is a blessing to be able to, to share today. Yes, absolutely. I'm glad that you're on the show. And uh, for those of you who are not familiar with our Women Making It Happen segment, uh, we interview other women who made the decision to become their own boss, women who are out there making it happen. You know, it doesn't have anything to do with them making a million dollars or, you know, uh, being a celebrity. There are everyday women, I count myself included, who are out there making it happen. And so we want to hear from these women. And so Diana is one of them. And so, again, Diana, I thank you so much for being on the show today. Let's go ahead and get started with you sharing exactly who you are again and what you do. Yes. Uh, well, I like uh, Miss Trina Newby said, uh, my name is Diana Lambert, and I've actually been teaching school for over 30 years. Uh, God has given me ability to uh, to uh, work with children and that by being a basketball coach. And this is something that I've always wanted to do uh, as, a, as a little girl growing up. I'm also a business owner where I have a book of poetry that's called um, I love is straight from the heart, and I have I have a business, uh, I'm entrepreneur in another business that I help people get excellent credit with the financial education service uh, company where we just go out and we talk to people and help them, you know, make more money and we help them to get their credit restored as well. So these things that I do, wow. uh, God has given me ability to do, and I enjoy doing them all. Oh, wonderful, wonderful. Let's talk for a minute. 30 plus years as a school teacher, that's quite incredible. Um, that that requires a lot of dedication, does it not? Yes, ma'am, it does. And I think I get that dedication. I know I get it from my parents. Uh, as as growing up in Mississippi, uh, my mom and my dad, they were my definitely my role models. And I, you know, saw mm-hmm. my dad being a school teacher and my mom, she was an All-American basketball player, so she actually taught me how to play basketball. So I think just wow. by being around them and being, you know, close to them each day, that gave me, you know, uh, a mindset, the same kind of mindset. Now, now, Diana, as a coach, a sports coach, primarily basketball, what are some of the things that you have observed in children? Um, you know, coaching children. And I know we've talked about before that some children don't have the same confidence as others, you know. They have the potential to be great sports players, but the confidence is not there. So can you share some of the things you have learned or noticed about uh, our youth as you have been a coach? 
Uh, sure. I uh, work with uh, young ladies, and I also work with young men. And doesn't matter what kind of child it is, they always are struggling with something. Uh, so I just kind of I like I like just talking to them, kind of seeing where they are as far as mm-hmm. how they go about uh, their daily their daily uh, routines. And I try to as much as I can, kind of help them through those uh, challenging times. A lot of times, kids don't like to share. So in my in my in my teams or in my classes, I always I have the kids to do a activity called deed of the day even when i had my first basketball Mm -hmm. team this is something that we did each and every day where we sat down and we talked about things that we did for other people once they get the get their minds off of themselves and onto other people things start coming better their lives start begin to be a lot brighter and a lot a lot more fulfilled wow that's great that's great now you know traditionally even though girl, there are still a lot of girls who play sports, traditionally mothers don't push their daughters to necessarily play sports, do they? No, ma'am. No, ma'am. They usually and see it in school. How important is that, coach. though? Because, I, yeah, I've been told that girl, one of the missing pieces of girls being great leaders are being are, are being faster in moving into leadership has a lot to do with their ability to play team sports. And a lot of times when they haven't played team sports, it's difficult for them to move into leadership roles. Yes, it is. Uh, You know what? During my uh, years and years of teaching, uh, when I have my PE classes, I give those Mm -hmm. young ladies in those classes those leadership roles, even if it's just in PE. And then I encourage Mm -hmm. them to try out for one of the other sports, but they have to go through, mm. you know, a little bit of, you know, coercion or kind of pushing them toward, you know, being better, better student athletes. And then they can get into things like swimming. They can get into things like uh, volleyball, things like, you know, just other activities, not so much as basketball, because everybody's not going to play basketball, but we have other activities mm-hmm. where they may like to run. They may want to run track or they may want to swim. Just find something that you can be a part of a group that's going to help you help you grow into that leadership uh, role. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Now, how did you become interested in starting your own business and being a boss lady? Well, how did that get? How did that evolve? <laughs> As a as a young girl, I saw my mom and my dad. They are always on their own businesses. My dad, he was a uh, auto mechanic where he had his own body shop. He also mm-hmm. had his. He also uh, was a carpenter. He, in fact, he actually uh, built portions of our home that we lived in. And my mom, she was a mm-hmm. seamstress. She uh, made clothes for everyone, and she was also a professional cook. She always baked and did things out of the home. So as a little girl, I always saw that. And that kind of, you know, that's something I was very, very, you know, intrigued about. And when I first started my first business, I was actually in college. And because I love Uh writing, I wrote this poem for Valentine's Day. And I went out and got like a a hundred carnations. And I sold the poem and the flowers (laughs) For five dollars, that was my first business that I ever had when I was like twenty some years old, and it went really, really well. Mm-hmm. And each year, I, w- I would do that for Valentine's Day, and I, 
to make over $1,000 each and every year for just doing that. Wow, that's that's very very special. And you know, I, as you talk about your parents uh, and and you observing them, how important is that, right? As the children do observe yes. their parents, and and parents don't realize that non-verbally they really do impact their child's life by what that child is observing. And so you observe your yeah. parents really be in business for themselves. And I even can remember as a little girl when my mom needed to make money. I remember that my biggest lesson is that whatever you want, you have to work for it. And so whenever right. she would want to make want something, uh, whether it was a new living room set or dining room set, I remember she used to always set up an envelope. She used the envelope system. She would always set uh-huh. up an envelope, and she says, Mama's going to buy this dining room set. Every time I'm going to do something extra to make some money, and I'll put that in that envelope. And before long, she would be going to the store to purchase that dining room set. Uh-huh. And That taught taught me to work for what it is that you want. You have to work for it, but that you may not be able to get it right then, but if you keep on, you will indeed get it. And so I've learned young as a girl how to manifest things that I want, and that that happened to be one of my greatest greatest advantages in life that I'm able to teach others the same. So I know what you're talking about, about being able to observe your parents and that inspired you from uh, a little girl. Um, Let me ask you this. Did you do a lot of research when you knew that you wanted to be in business for yourself? Did you do a lot of research before you decided to start, and did you know it was for you right away? Was it just something you fell into, or you you said, no, I know this is my passion? I I found that early on it was definitely my passion. Uh, The first poem that I had Mm -hmm. ever written when I was 14 years old was called Believe in Your Dreams, and uh, mm. It was it came about because uh, my dad he was uh, killed in a car accident when I was actually 14 years old, mm-hmm. and he came to me in a dream, and he told me that I was going to do some great things in life. Uh, he told me to always do my very best and to always put God first. But what my dad told mm-hmm. me after that changed my life because I I didn't I didn't even have no idea that me writing the things down that I wanted to accomplish. He told me to write down everything that I wanted to accomplish in life. And at, at 14, my most important thing was to play basketball. Of course, I put that at the top yeah. of the list. I, I can remember writing mm-hmm. down, wanted to be a great teacher, a great basketball coach. All these things, I wanted to travel, I wanted to write a book. And those things started to fall in place exactly like I wrote them down. It was phenomenal. Wow, that's that's. That's awesome. Yeah, that's that's absolutely awesome. Uh, I want to point out some things to the ladies as we are, you know, for those of you that have just uh, tuned in or maybe you are listening to uh, the broadcast uh, of the show. Um, I, I want to point out that you said some pivotal things. Number one, you said that you wrote these things down. Yep. And remember that vision is just so very, very important. And so because you did, you had vision, you wrote them down, you began to see all of those things happen. You began to see those things come true. What are some of the things that you enjoy about being in business? Say it one more time. What are some of the things that you enjoy about being in business? Oh, one of the things that I enjoy about is with my poetry, I'm a, I'm able to uh, share with uh, young people how 
me not being able to, uh, in a way that I started, when you talked about visualizing, uh, for two years I was I had to wear a patch over my eye because I had an eye injury. And that was a time mm-hmm. where I actually sat and I was visualizing on how to play basketball. So when I talked to students about how I started writing poetry, and I found that the outlet for me was poetry, and that when they uh, come upon things that, that are challenging for them or they're having problems with, they will have an outlet, whether it's writing music, whether it's dancing, whether it's singing, something that's going to cause them to just put things in perspective and to find something that they'll do for, the, they'll, they'll do, do for the rest of their life. So that's what I always uh, mm. share with kids. On um, you know, there's always going to come a time something is going to happen, and you'll be able to deal with it better if you have something. Like if it had not been for basketball and writing, I, I don't know where I would be right now. Yeah, yeah. So you truly have a passion for those things. What are some of the challenges that you have experienced uh, along the way so far being in business? Oh, wow. One of my challenges were uh, when I first got into uh, the company that I'm in now, it was very, very Mm -hmm. hard for me to tell my story uh, because my story Mm -hmm. was so painful. Uh, You know, uh, Mm -hmm. a little bit about my story is uh, my sister and her uh, 14-year-old son was getting ready to leave Mississippi and come to Atlanta to Atlanta to live with me because she had a very abusive uh, husband and she just wanted to kind of leave. And on the day that she got ready to leave, uh, she was murdered. And my mom, she was wow. in, in the nursing home at the same time, terminally ill. And then my mom passes. So I lose my first friend. I mean, she was a, a youth minister. Uh, we talked for hours about any subject. And for her to just leave, you know, and then my mom mm-hmm. passing, mm-hmm. I lost two of the most important women in my life. And I went, I was very, very depressed. You know, I, at the time, I was over a Bible ministry, and it was very hard going in there. And I'm trying to t- tell these kids to have faith, and my faith was being tested every day. And I'm teaching mm-hmm. a health education class, and I'm talking about anxiety, and I'm talking about depression and insomnia. And I was dealing with all three of these uh, illnesses at the very same time. So it took a very, very hard wow. toll on my life. Yeah, so that was one of the uh, hardest things that I had to I had to go through and actually be able to be able to share that. But it was through um, Mr. Robert Jackson teaching us how to uh, to tell our story. I was able to uh, to now tell it. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, you um... – you know, through business, you kept on, even though all of that was going on. You still, you still functioned in business. You still had to. You yep. still kept going in business, um, yes, which, which is quite a it's quite extraordinary. Which shows you that sometimes when atrocities and devastating things happen in our lives, it's not always the time just to stand still and allow it to weigh down on us. But sometimes we have to. Yep. Get ourselves, get ourselves to take some kind of action to see that life can, life can still go on, that things can still happen yeah. for us. And so I know that your mom and your sister are very proud of you right now, and mm-hmm. you are doing so much to help, um, to help a lot of people. Um, what are some of the other things that you have done to to handle your fears or your challenges in business, in particular? Well, I. 
Uh, I recently I took a uh, course from the uh, Landmark Forum, and it actually uh-huh. helped me uh-huh. get over a lot of things that I was just that I was dealing with for you know for years, and you know just being fearful to drive. I was having problems with driving because the night that I found out my sister was was uh, was was injured, I did not know until I got home that, that she actually passed. Uh, so mm. for seven hours, I was in in a place of not knowing. And my her son was sitting mm-hmm. next to me. I was driving, and all I could think about was him. Cause two days after that, it was his twenty eighth birthday, and I gotta mm-hmm. you know try to be strong for this, this baby, her son, and 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 her oldest son. Yeah. And it was just a lot. And so every time I would get in the car, I would just be, you know, just anxiety. Because I didn't want anything yeah, to happen to I, one I, one. I, I just, it, was, it, was, it was like that. So, but going through uh, Landmark Forum, it actually uh, helped me get, put that behind me. And I've been driving now. Wow. And I want to make sure that we spell that properly. Yeah, I want to make sure that we spell that properly because there may be some other people who want to look that up. Um, could you spell the landmark form for us? Yes. It's a, it's L A N D M A R K form F O R U M landmark form. Okay. Great, great. And I know some of some of the ladies listening to this or even our, our broadcast of this um will want to uh look up landmark forum. Um what business tools do you use in business uh, to help keep you going? Oh, my God. My favorite, favorite tools that you showed me that I didn't know anything mm-hmm. about that has tremendously helped my business, and they are the uh, the Set More uh, appointment apps where now I'll, I'm able to send my link. People can set their appointments. I can keep track of everything mm-hmm. that, I'm, that I'm actually doing in my business. And the Google dot form response uh, helps me keep track. Yes. Right now, I'm, I'm actually I started a uh, we had to do a community service project through the landmark form my leadership class, and so I created a community service project across America where I'm actually helping uh, high school seniors and college freshmen earn scholarship money to go to school. Mm-hmm. Uh, we teamed up the uh, financial education services teamed up with uh, the Youth Financial Literacy Foundation. And each year we give back to high school seniors and college freshmen. So this year we're giving mm-hmm. away four hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars, and the top prize is uh, twenty five thousand dollars to those uh, those young people. So I've with the wow. uh, the Google Doc uh, form response, I've already received over three hundred students that have already entered the uh, wow. contest. It's, it's over 40, 40 schools all across the United States. That's uh, a part of it. That's that's absolutely incredible, incredible. <laughs> of course, Diana, we we could talk to you. I could just keep going on and on and on, but we have to come to an end. So my last question for you really is: What are three wisdom tips that you can leave for our listeners that they can hold on to? Okay, uh, the first wisdom tip is to find a mentor because. One of the Mm -hmm. greatest values of mentors is the ability to see ahead of you and to help you to your destination. Uh, Mm -hmm. That is one thing that I would say because you being my mentor and being able to help me put everything together, 
I know I had a lot of things I wanted to do, but you were the person that was able to put things in perspective to make it much easier for me to do the things that I have to do to help other people. That So I really, really appreciate appreciate that. And mm-hmm. the other one is... Uh, <laughs> the other one thing is... Uh, let's see. For me, I, I, you know, by being a, a giver, and I know, you know, Thanksgiving is a time for, for giving. But this is something that I, I, mm-hmm. I've kept curated for many, many years, over 25 years, that I've, I've always did within my classes, within my teams, uh, teaching other people, you know, just, you know, play it forward, basically, because you can only give to others what you perpetually I can give to yourself. And people can yeah. make a living by what, what they give, but they make they make a life by what they give. Uh, well, mm-hmm. I mean, people make a living by what they get, but we make a life by what we give. So it's all, it's all about giving and making sure that you are, are there for other people. Beautiful, beautiful. And the, la- and and the last one is, and the last one is, I take time out of every day to pause, to be mindful, and to be in the moment. Because my favorite quote is, life is not measured by the number of breaths we take about the moments that take our breath away. So we have to be still in that moment so God can actually speak to us in that moment. That's beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. And uh, for those of you who are listening, we are interviewing Diana Lynn Bird, entrepreneur, author, poet, um, you know, just someone who loves and is passionate about blessing the lives of other people. And Diana, I know that from your blessings of helping other people, whether it is with their credit, whether it is um, coaching youth to uh, be successful in playing sports, uh, not only from a from the sports aspect, but from the mindset aspect, I know that you are helping a lot of, of youth out there. Uh, and then beautiful, beautiful, just, you know, being able to connect so many kids with this scholarship that is available through through um, United Credit Education System. I'm just taken away with all of the different things that you're doing. So on behalf of Successful Woman Radio, I want to salute you and let you know how proud I am of you. And I know that everyone that listens to this interview are, are going to be uh, wanting to know more about you. So please give them your website where they can go and learn more about you. Okay, uh, my website is www.dianalynnbird, that's D-I-A-N-A-L-Y-N-N-B-Y-R-D.com. You can find out about the uh, credit restoration. You can also find out about my uh, coaching uh, clinics, and you can also find out about my poetry book and the, and the poetry readings if someone needs to uh, have a poetry reading done. Definitely. And ladies, you won't this won't be the last that you hear uh from Diana because I'm going to be uh working with her on doing uh, a special poem for some of our events at Women About Biz. And of course I'm gonna be inviting her to come back on where where we're gonna be talking in particular about her poetry and she'll be reading some of the poetry to us. So I'm so excited. Again, this has been an interview with Diana Lynn Bird. Inspiring you to a better life is her motto and I'm certainly she is 
she is making it happen, and she is doing that. Diana, thank you so much for being on the show today. Uh, you are so very welcome, my sister. Okay, thank you. Well, what a pleasure and a privilege to be able to interview uh, a woman who is certainly making it happen. And, again, I want to give you guys her website, Diana Lynn Bird, that's D-I-A-N-A-L-Y-N-N-B-Y-R-D.com, Diana Lynn Bird.com. And um, you can look her up also, I believe, on Facebook. Uh, with Diana Lindbergh as well. And she is a member of our Women About Biz community on Facebook, so make sure that you connect with her. This is such an awesome interview, so we will have it available as soon as possible so that you can share this Women Making It Happen interview uh, with those that you know who need inspiration. I want to go ahead right now, ladies. I want to quickly, uh, because I know we've ran out of a little bit of time, but hold on, stay on the line with me. Um, I want to talk about the power of follow-up and being grateful for the power of follow-up. won't hold you long, but I did want to cover some of this. You know, last Monday we talked about being grateful for action and why, how, why action is such an important part. It's like if we don't take action, then everything that we have work so hard for um, cannot happen. So action helps it to evolve and helps it to happen, right? But with action, in order for action to be fully completed, it requires follow-up. And follow-up simply means that you are tending to, you are being a steward of, a shepherd of whatever it is that you are trying to take action on. If you know anything about a shepherd, uh, a shepherd who watches over sheep, you know, they pay very close attention and know at all times where those sheep are. You know, the sheep totally trust them. And the same thing about being a steward, a steward, someone that watches over something, is always going to make sure that they are in complete control and understand what's going on um, over whatever they have been gifted to go over, to be over, right? Well, the same thing as when, when you're in a business, you're the CEO of your company, you are a steward over your business, right? God has gifted you with the gift of business. He has bestowed upon you the authority to be the leader and the creator of something quite incredible. And so you have to set up your own follow-up system. So I want to just quickly go over five things that I think will help you as you develop a a follow-up system, right? The first thing is that you have to define what follow-up means for your business industry because it could be something totally different for different types of business. Each business industry is different. So, for example, some industries have follow-up recipes that include an initial follow-up letter, a phone call, to schedule the appointment for the presentation, to close the sale, while some require a simple follow-up call with a script. Okay, this means that you do have to do some research to determine the best way to communicate with your prospects, your clients. And then number two is in creating the follow-up system, I think it's important for you to actually have it written down in your planner exactly how the follow-up system is supposed to work. 
Maybe you can uh, have templated letters that can be easily customized, marketing materials that you have available so that when you're talking to people or following up with your leads that you won't stumble on yourself or forget important aspects. Phone scripts, um, have that readily available so they can be fine-tuned to target exactly what your contact needs. So this is all very important. And then number three, I think, in following up, it's important to become sticky to your contacts, right? You know, you must have a way to stay in front of your prospects. You cannot expect them to just remember who you are. Most individuals experience hundreds or even thousands of images and messages every single day. So unless your message is informative and frequent, contacts won't easily remember who you are. Now, some ways to be sticky is, number one, handwritten notes and cards. I still... Um, um, back on the traditional aspect of this, I think when someone receives a handwritten note, it goes a long way. And with U.S. mail, it only takes one or two days, right? Now, you can electronically send them a handwritten note by handwriting it and then scanning it as a PDF and sending it to them. That still is the same thing. And then samples of your product or free trials of your service. You know, if you've talked to them about your service or a product, is there any way that you can give them a taste of it, right? Let them be able to experience it. And then what about giving them discount coupons or discount codes with expiration date? That's important. And following up with people and giving them something, you never want to leave it open-ended. You want to give some type of discount with an expiration date. And then, of course, E-newsletters are still very important because they help you to stay sticky to your contacts. And so e-newsletters, at the very least, every 21 days. By doing it every 21 days, it still gives a more frequent feeling of receiving it sooner, right? And then think about free webinars, free teleclasses that you can record and then use over and over as gifts to stay sticky with individuals, okay? And always but always remember important dates such as birthdays, anniversary dates that your contacts, anniversary dates of when they first started their business. These things are very key um, because they will remember you much more. And I, I, I should say remember you more. My, my English teacher would get on me about that. They will remember you more when you remember them for things that are not necessarily attached to business, but things that are attached to them personal that mean a lot to them. Here's number four. This is, this is the one key thing. All of you who are in service businesses, even those of you who are in product-based business, I want you guys to really listen up to this. Take detailed notes after each visit or phone call about what your contact mentions or asks you about. A good idea is to create a client intake and note form that is part of your follow-up system. I, you know, I've shared this story before, but quickly, I had talked to a lead that was worth thousands of dollars, had talked to the person on the phone probably for about 20 to 30 minutes, hung up the phone after they had told me, yes, they want to do business with me, hung up the phone, and guess what? Didn't even get the most important thing that I should have gotten, and that was uh, the person's phone number. How about that, right? They called me, and so this was at a time when you didn't have the phone number flashing up on your cell phone, but thank goodness they were a person about follow-up because after they didn't hear from me in a couple of days, they called me back, and I had to bite the bullet and explain to them what happened. 
So I say all of that to say that if you're in a service-related business especially and you have to do a presentation in order to close the sale, you really do need to have a client intake form. Um, And even if you're in a product business, you need to still have some type of client card or form where you are taking account of what they ordered, what they like, what their favorite things are, what their anniversary date is. Why is all of this so important? So that you can create a system of follow-up so that they can become repeat customers. That's very key. And then last but not least, and the power of follow-up is number five, ask for the business. Ladies, we are not asking for the business. All of the follow-up in the world won't help us if we don't ask for the business. So while you shouldn't appear to be pushy, you should simply ask, what can I do for you to become a client or customer? Listen, benefits of practicing good follow-up is increased sales. It gains you new referrals. It increases repeat business. It definitely opens the doors for other opportunity, and it gives you the confidence and motivation to keep following up. You never have to ask the question, where would I be if I would have followed up with all of my leads, right? And so, again, creating a really good follow-up system for yourself is based on each individual business, and so you will have to customize your own follow-up system. I want to thank you so much uh, for being um, a listener of the show. Again, this is our Thanksgiving week here in the United States. I want to say a big happy, happy Thanksgiving to all of you. I didn't get a chance to share with you my favorite, my holiday punch, but I will be putting that up on our Facebook group. Women uh, about this Facebook group, and I'll put it up in the web on the website as well for those of you that have been texting me. What's the holiday punch recipe? Now I know all of you who are listening who are asking me for this recipe. I know darn well you guys should have been writing this recipe down by now, right? I've been giving it for ten years, but I promise I'll go ahead and get that up as soon as possible. Love you guys. I want you guys to really enjoy your families. Um, I want you guys to, as you're thinking about what you're grateful for this Thanksgiving, don't forget about being grateful for the gift of business. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Bye-bye.